Listening to the Retail Perch with Shaker Raman and Gary Hawkins. We're going to discuss industry challenges and opportunities in grocery retail, AI, current and upcoming trends, and so much more. Hey, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Retail Perch. And uh, I know the last episode, if you guys listened to it, I did a solo job and uh, I was not, uh, Gary wasn't available for various reasons, apart, you know, one of them being consuming something you should not have consumed that made him tremendously sick. So, but it's great to have you back here, Gary. It's good to be back and certainly good to be uh, feeling better. Yeah. And, you know, I got to tell you, the first couple of minutes in that episode, I was completely lost. I was like, I, was, I kept expecting you to ask the questions. So these uh, awkward pauses in the conversation, but uh, I guess we won't have them today. No, so, we are we are back. Yes, and then Gary, this will be the year we hit the three-digit mark in the number of episodes on retail perch. Wow. So that's going to be pretty exciting. But uh, you know, as we promised, the new year we're going to bring you new guests and very interesting topics. And today we happen to have Carol Lehman, and Carol has a very illustrious background. And uh, so I'm going to let her take the time and explain what she's done. But she has been a leading executive CEO of many companies in the retail space and now is doing something very exciting. So, Carol, great to have you on the Retail Perch. Thanks very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I um, well, the last 10 years of my life has been consumed with uh, Exonify and retail is more than half of our business. And so I've become immersed in the industry and the needs of the industry and uh, really excited to be talking about the evolution of retail here with both of you. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is probably the first time, Gary, I mean, with all the different topics we have touched upon in Retail Perch, we're really talking about uh, you know, employee communication tools. And, you know, it's such an important part because, you know, when a consumer walks into the store, really what they interact with is the employees in the store and how well they're trained to treat, to greet you and work with you is such a key part of the experience. So I'm excited to talk about this topic, yeah, Carol. Yeah. So, And I, I think the timing is very interesting. Uh, but Carol, maybe give us just a, a quick sort of overview or synopsis of your company and platform, what you do just to sort of set a foundation here. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we are a frontline enablement solution that is focused on organizations who do have very large populations of frontline workers of, um, you know, many types, but obviously retail, grocery retail, all the parts of retail are, are the kinds of companies who, where the majority of the people they employ are on the front lines dealing directly with customers, and therefore have a very, very big impact on the business. And so what we allow our customers to do is communicate with those employees directly, uh, because as, as you both know, those employees don't have email addresses with those organizations. So communicating with them is difficult, but we train them very specifically on skills and uh, task them with the things that they need to do day in and day out and, and a whole host of other things that really just enable that employee to perform at their peak, perform their best for the organization. 
Uh, and then of course we measure everything and, and tie it back to business results. Yeah, I'll tell you where I saw the value of platforms uh, such as yours uh, just explode was in the early days of the pandemic. I saw retailer after retailer because most did not have any that type of capability in place, right? Uh, you know, retailers just scrambling, trying to keep up with fast changing rules, regulations, cleaning policies, store hours, everything, right? And, you know, uh, trying to put signs up in the break rooms and it, it was unbelievable. So be really interested to hear maybe some of your experience around that time and what you saw happen. You know, Gary, you are so right, um, you know, 10 times over. And we had a situation in March of 2020 where retailers instantly sent thousands of people home from work, had no way to communicate with them en masse, had no idea how long this was going to last and then how they would get them back. And we actually had uh, the CEO of one of our customers, Foot Locker, go, uh, he was interviewed in a publication shortly thereafter and made the comment that they had this thing called Lace Up, which was Exonify. And that if they had not had Lace Up to be able to communicate uh, en masse and through various, you know, employee segmented channels, um, what was going on, what to expect, you know, how they should be thinking about how Foot Locker was thinking about the pandemic. There would have been no way to communicate with those individuals and assure them that, you know, they were still there, they just hang on, all of that. It would have just 35,000 people dispersed. And we had another customer uh, in Texas, iMark Express, a smaller retailer. And the CHRO said to me that she is convinced that without the platform, they would have lost 4,000 employees and they would have had to go and find and rehire 4,000 employees the moment they were allowed to reopen the store. And so obviously, you know, we can all imagine the disruption to the business of not having that ability to communicate with those employees in a situation like this. So those were two very tangible examples of how just a one-to-one -one communication platform essentially saved, you know, as the CEO of Foot Locker basically said, it saved their bacon because, wow. um, you know, it was that important. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. That's amazing. So how did you come up with this? I, I, I guess you, you're the founder of the company, right? Um, yes, I, I, I have a co-founder. Yeah. So where, where's the, so what are the origins? The origins of the business were actually a retailer and who was training 20,000 people using very traditional means and, you know, posters and break rooms, as you just mentioned, uh, written material, daily, sometimes little, you know, information sessions or, or weekly or monthly, whenever uh, they needed to convey something. But, you know, sporadic, one size fits all, um, not personalized to the individual or the store, or the situation. And they were experiencing two areas of significant loss, not unique to them. 
um, and they were theft of merchandise in the stores perpetrated by the employees through ORC and various other means, but also OSHA reportable medical accidents and injuries in the stores and DCs. And the they got a new head of asset protection who said to us, all this traditional stuff doesn't work. It does not work to change anybody's behavior. We keep these associates for, you know, anywhere from three to six months on average, if that, and we need a way to convey information to them quickly, specifically, and in a way that is actually going to get them to pay attention and change their behavior in ways we need them to, to impact these business results. So we came up with this idea of what if we made the information fast, fun, very accessible on the point of sale terminals and specific to those two topic areas. And then we just make it very engaging. So they want to get on, learn something new each day and see what happens. And so we built a very basic platform to do that. They bought it. And lo and behold, of the typical $100 million a year in an average year, they were losing, they saved $40 million that first year. And it was through sheer behavior change. And we saw through the data, of course, the frequency of usage was astronomical. They got 90%, over 90% daily voluntary participation in this quick fun experience. Yeah. So that was the beginning and and we knew we were onto something and uh, we just doubled down on the concept and built it out. And uh, here we are 10 years later. Well, it's, it's neat. It's neat. able to include you know, for example, uh, short videos, that type thing for training and so on. Exactly. Whatever is, you know, part of the culture or the, the training uh, approach that the organization wants to take. The key, though, is short. And so one of the things we've done over the years is incorporate three proven cognitive concepts that uh, drive memory and retention and behavior change faster than any other mode of learning. And we've now proven over a decade that these cognitive principles, which include short targeted content are the most effective way to get somebody to remember something and therefore do the right thing. So the short videos, whether it's video or, you know, sort of like a little slide deck, even as short as simply asking somebody three questions with no preamble, three questions targeted to specific content can be highly effective at getting somebody to remember the things you need them to know. And I'm thinking, Gary, I mean, this is terrific. I mean, uh, you know, like a retailer that wants to launch loyalty, they really need to get their personnel trained and, you know, know, the whole message has to be ingrained and, uh, you know, platform, you know, and very often we see they try to get signage into the store. Sometimes the signage stays up, sometimes it goes down and they hope that the signage is going to do the job. And and it's a classic issue when you're trying to launch any kind of program, uh, you know, banner wide because of, you know, like you said, most there is a lot of rotation in staff. Uh, so, you know, at least you have a constant messaging channel now to keep everybody on the same step. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I really like uh, the idea of this kind of platform. 
Uh, you know, I, I think any retailer, you know, from one store to, you know, 5,000, 10,000 stores can use, really needs something like this today. Right, right. And I'm sure you guys have included, I think, from what I saw on your site, you know, gamification, keep it interesting and fresh all the time, because, you know, initial adoption of a tool is fantastic. But, you know, you can have this drop off if it gets monotonous and loses its freshness. So do you work with a retailer on creating these gamifications or something that you provide as a added feature on your platform? It is embedded in the methodology that we use. So we employ about um, 15 different game mechanics, I would call them, that are also proven to drive engagement and interest and excitement and the dopamine effect that does want people uh, or cause people to want to come back every shift. And uh, so we, we've done things like we've built short little games you know, that are casual game styled games, or brain teaser style games, you can choose whatever you want every day. Things like leaderboards, competitions, rewards, where you use your learning points to bid on eBay auction style um, uh, prizes, uh, various things like that. And depending on the culture and the environment, of the retailer, um, they can choose different aspects of that uh, to employ, choose all of it, choose none of it. Um, we highly encourage it though, because again, you know, we use a lot of machine learning to understand um, how to drive behavior change. And, and the game mechanics are highly effective if you employ them. So, um, you know, there's lots of organizations who can offer rewards. We have lots of ways to get around that to still incent the employees to get something out of it. And so uh, there's the intrinsic rewards and the extrinsic rewards. Interestingly, we all like to be smart as human beings. We all like to, nobody likes to not do a good job at work. Everybody wants to do a good job at work. And so there, if you are able to demonstrate that you are providing knowledge and information suited to them in the moment, they recognize that in, and they therefore want to come back and do it again because they know it's benefiting them and their careers. Right. That's, that's, that's really cool. So in terms of the mechanics of how this works, so typically I'm guessing white label this for the retailer and it's a mobile app that every employee has to download and register on. And, uh, and, and, and your backend is what's being used to drive the communications to those employees, right? Yeah, that's correct. It It's on any device, actually, that's accessible to the employee or the associate. So, you know, if it is a point of sale terminal, that's a key access point. If it's a Zebra device, you know, uh, in the store, in the warehouse, um, mobile devices are becoming much more prevalent and allowed. Doesn't matter to us what it is, you know, whatever is most accessible to that employee in the moment of need and when they have three minutes a shift is what we encourage. So it does depend and, and you know, it's it's not relevant to us what it is. It's whatever works for the employee. So you're able to cover 100% of the employees in terms yeah. of reaching, reaching them, yes. right? Yes. It was just terrific. I mean, that's really what needs to happen if... You know, you can't have a a tool that's only reaching eighty percent and twenty percent. Right. You know, yeah. 
Terrific. Yeah. So, so, so what's the, I, I, obviously you've evolved as a product from the day you started. So tell us a little bit about how that product has evolved and where, where is it, where is it today? Yes, you know, uh, when we first started and we had that initial use case and realized we were onto something, I built a product roadmap that was very extensive. And, you know, I had this intuition that if we could get the level of usage and adoption that I thought was possible across a wide array of retailers, that those discrete data points every single day per employee would allow us the opportunity to understand what really was driving behavior change. And so we use that data to really evolve the platform into a whole bunch of areas. So uh, one of the first ones was something we called Discover. We realized that there are many circumstances where uh, an associate gets asked a question and they don't necessarily know the answer. They need it at their fingertips though, two clicks, 10 seconds. So we built a repository that we took that very initial use case and the grains of what we thought was possible. And I had the intuition that if we were able to get a lot of data collected by employee from a wide array of retailers that we would be able to apply machine learning to that data and statistically correlate what was working and what wasn't to change behavior. And so we used that data to start to build out areas of the platform that we knew were going to be super useful based on the usage we were getting. So things like uh, something we call Discover, which is a searchable database, two clicks, 10 seconds, where the associate needs to find something in the moment. That was one aspect. Second really important aspect is something we call impact. Impact takes data from the store, whatever they want us to correlate. So for example, sales data of a particular product. And we correlate that with the knowledge of the associate in that product area. And we can tell the retailer, for example, if you are able to drive 85% knowledge to 90% knowledge in that product area, you will sell 1% more of that product. And, you know, 1% may not sound like a lot, but in the case of a large retailer, it's a lot. So correlation of data with business outcomes uh, is what we developed in the impact module. We have added robust communications. We've added task management. Uh, We've added a whole host of deeper learning capabilities to the platform with onboarding, um, skills assessments, things like that, that again, really come from customer requests. Uh, certifications in certain areas where they're required to be certified by a date uh, with specific knowledge. So customers give us, you know, the best ideas and um, we're always trying to stay ahead of the market, but also meet those customer requirements um, as they happen and really extend the value. I, I would think one of your challenges is you've built out the platform and there's more and more you know, content in whatever form available on it, is keeping everything, uh, I guess the word coming to mind is shallow, so that that employee or associate can find what they need quickly 
so they're not standing in the aisle surfing Exonify for half an hour right, <laughs> instead of taking care of shoppers. Right. Exactly. Exactly right. It, it, that's exactly what happens. We we have best practices around how to make sure you garden and edit and keep everything fresh so that it is very uh, easily searchable, findable, and relevant um, to the individual in that moment. And, you know, one of the things that uh, we also know is traditional learning methods have had organizations just boil the ocean where content is concerned. Like here are a hundred topics we need everybody to know. And the reality is, you know, if you hire somebody to work in the deli, they need to focus on deli related uh, content, not how not to sell cigarettes to minors because they're not doing that job. Now, if you need that individual to be cross-trained because they also might be a cashier if there's a need, then focus, you know, the subsequent content on that. So we have a whole methodology to make sure the associates aren't overwhelmed, the content stays fresh, and it isn't just a matter of piling on and piling on and piling on and getting overwhelmed, which is... So who's creating the content? Is it the is it the customer? The retailer is creating the content, and you're basically just giving them guidelines of how to go about doing it. Yeah. So all of our customers have loads of existing content in all the topic areas they want trained on. It's really interesting. Oftentimes, when we start with an implementation, uh, it it causes them to go. You know what? We need to refresh our onboarding program. We need to refresh how we train on XYZ. And um, it, it's a really good thing because we work very closely with them to take that existing content and do what we call exonify it. And yeah. then we train them on how to continue to garden, add to, um, you know, get rid of uh, or pause content that's not relevant anymore. But we also have, uh, we came to realize there's a lot of content that is very common across retailers. And so we built a library of pre-exonified topics. There's about 700 of them that any of our customers can just look at the library, download those topics into their instance and immediately deploy. So nice. they don't have to create the content themselves. Yeah, that, that, that's a great idea. So, so, you know, as I've talked to different retailers uh, about this type of capability, sooner or later, one of the concerns that comes up is around the security of, of information, data, that type of thing that might be conveyed over that. You know, because all of a sudden now it's not just, for example, the management team, it's a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand associates potentially having access to information, you know, let alone confidential data that maybe shouldn't be shared to the greater world. How have you seen instances of that or how, how do you think about that? How do you approach that? We, uh, yes, we have spent a tremendous amount of time over the last decade um, around security, you know, of all parts of data. And we go through typically with our customers an extensive, what we call InfoSec um, evaluation to make sure that, you know, 
everything is secure and locked down. And, um, you know, the reality is that the associates, they will get cut off, you know, immediately if they leave. Um, but oftentimes what is on Exonify for them, we, we do not collect any personally identifiable information yeah. from anyone, but often what is on Exonify for an associate is just very specific to their job and the, the need of their job and is often, you know, I'm trying to think of, I can't think of a single customer we have who is publishing through the platform, you know, financial data or any of that. It's, it's okay. typically not used for that. Um, it's more product information, sales information, customer service information, yeah. um, job tasking information, yeah. those sorts of things. Okay. I, I see that you have a timeline feature on your in your platform, right? So I'm guessing there is some level of moderation that you do provide for the retailer, of course. Exactly. Moderator. Yes, exactly right. Um, the, the retailer has full control over, you know, gating items and, um, you know, what they see, what they don't see, um, you know, what gets published, what doesn't get published. It, it's all very controlled. Um, so who's using it at the retailer? I mean, what, what department? Is it marketing? Is it HR? Is it all of the above? All of the above store operations, um, yes, depending on on what the need is. So if it is, you know, product related pushing, you know, mm -hmm. they they might want the marketing team involved in what those assets are that need to get pushed out to the associates. Um, if it is just strictly training, you know, it's often HR. So it really does depend on the use case. Yeah, but but boy, what a I mean, shaker! Think about what a powerful platform that is, especially in larger companies, yeah. where you know the CEO can now effectively communicate with every associate, right? Uh, you know, it's got a platform for that. I had a word for this, Gary. I wrote a long time ago. I think on LinkedIn, digital proximity. Right, so you now live in the world of digital I, proximity. I, right? I remember that conversation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and you know everybody's next to you, so you can tap them and uh, digitally tap them in some sense, right? But yeah, this exactly. is, I know, I, incredibly powerful. I mean, I I have to think that if there's retailers listening to this episode, they want to know how to reach you, Carol, because you know I'm sure a lot of them uh, have some way of reaching their employees because obviously you can't run a business without that ability. But I think the the ease with which they can do it, I think the different aspects of what you guys built is so amazing. It's got to be very appealing. So if somebody was interested in reaching out, how would they go about doing that? Well, we're easily accessible on the web, exonify.com. Um, we have all the socials. Uh, I'm happy, you know, Carol C. Lehman at exonify.com, reach out to me. Um, it, we're really, really easy to connect with. And um, uh, it, are you it, just US based and US and Canada? Or are you? We, we're in, a, yeah, our head, head office is in Canada. Uh, we have a bunch of employees in the U.S. Most of our customers are headquartered in the U.S., but we have presence in 160 countries around the world. We're in 60 wow. languages, um, so lots of international presence. And we do very, very well with large organizations at scale in multi-countries, multi-languages. It's, it's something that is... Um, 
you know, has been part of Exotify from the outset, uh, which does in fact make us a little bit different than learning platforms that are are more local or, you know, able right. to deal with smaller populations. Terrific. So, so as we kind of um, wrap up here, so where, where's Exonify going? What, what do you see? What do you see the, the future of the platform? In the throes of some exciting partnerships. Um, I can't really talk about right now, but we've got some really exciting technology partnerships that we're working on. Um, we also uh, are looking at some new markets and, you know, where are there outside of retail, large populations of frontline workers that have the same sorts of characteristics um, and also have a need, you know, to communicate with those people. Yeah. And I, mean, I can think of healthcare workers. I mean, that's like a massive need. Yeah, right? I was thinking of healthcare. I'm thinking of travel, like the airlines and so on. Yeah, I mean, it's like so many exactly. places to potentially go to, right? So. Totally. Totally. We're evaluating all kinds of different uh, thrusts. And then on I products. Know, Gary, one of them, I think I'm, I'm just thinking my wheels are turning and I'm like thinking, you know, I, I think there's just so many amazing possibilities with what you guys have built. Uh, congratulations. I mean, this is um, fantastic. The fact that you're in 160 countries. And I think I saw a number 3.5 million people using yeah. your platform. Uh, yeah. when, when did you found the company? 2011. Wow. So only 11 years old. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. fantastic. That's yeah. Fantastic. No, you obviously have a lot of previous experience running companies as a CEO. I saw that there's a list of companies that uh, you have been in leadership positions at. Yeah. Yes. I've had a, I am actually a CPA by formal education and uh, fell into the technology business early in my career and uh, worked for a public company that bought a California-based technology company. And I became the CEO of that subsidiary. And then it just sort of went from there. And so I've been running technology companies now uh, since around the year 2000. And uh, Exonify is the longest one for sure. And, you know, just such a great opportunity. And each each one that I've done, you know, gets successively easier in a sense because you don't make the same mistakes again. But um, there's just so much opportunity. And, you know, if you find an area of business that is underserved and, you know, learning in retail has been underserved for decades, you know, there's a, there's an opportunity to help. And, uh, and we were lucky enough to, to do that. Awesome. Awesome. Terrific. I know it's been great uh, chatting with you in these 35 minutes. We're going to zoom by here. So, and I am sure this is going to be one of those episodes that that's going to cause a lot of retailers to sit up and listen and re-listen and reach out and whatever they want to do. But it's been terrific ch chatting with you, Carol. Any, Gary, any closing thoughts? Yeah, no, I'm glad you were with us today. And uh, as Shaker said, I'm sure a lot of uh, retailers and really uh, beyond that, wholesalers, you know, everyone across the retail industry uh, be very intrigued with this. Yeah. Well, thank you Carol. for having me. Yeah, so we do have a parting gift because if you do send us your mailing address, we'll make sure you get the Retail Perch mug. Awesome. Mug. Yes, of course. I will do oh, that yes. for sure. Yeah, limited edit edition retail perch mug so it's a prize possession it's on the oh, get <laughs> i will do that for sure thank you so much i really really appreciate the opportunity and uh thanks for the questions great questions and i uh, look forward to chatting with you both again sometime 
Absolutely. Really? Thank you. Thanks so much. All right. Thank Bye. you. Make sure to join us every Monday and connect with us at The Retail Perch on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at theretailperch at birdseye.com. Until next time, this is Shaker. And this is Gary, signing off. 